Let's talk about home values. What, what would I pay for a 2,000 square foot single story home, let's say in Chandler, in an average neighborhood? Just to give our listeners an idea, I just looked at homes in Chandler between 1,800 to 2,200 square feet. And on average, homes range between three and 400,000. Now, granted, you and I are speaking today and it's March of 2019. So right. obviously prices will change. Just depends on what direction the market's heading. So how important is location when it comes to, let's say, home values? Location is everything. If I'm in a certain area, um, closer to everything, I got a good walk score, are you going to directly see that in the valuation of your home spread out through different areas in the valley? I mean, I know a lot of places in the U.S., it is like that. Is that something we're going to find here as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, There are certain areas that command a higher price point because of amenities and proximity to other things such as major employment areas, restaurants, freeways, shopping, all that comes into play. So as the old saying goes, location, 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 um, that holds true in the Phoenix Metro. A hundred percent true. And even in the same houses in the neighborhood, one could have an amazing mountain view or backs up to a lake and that house is going to be worth more money because of that. How can I expect the value of my home to be affected by stability versus growing pains? For example, I have a home in an area that is uh, maybe outerlying and growing still, and there's obviously growing pains along with that, compared to uh, in a, a very well-established neighborhood. Um, do you see a difference in home values and how they fluctuate? Absolutely. Those outlining communities, more newer growing communities, tend to be more affordable and you tend to get a little bit more bang for your buck. The main reason being is because they are typically further away from major employment bases and also maybe the retail is not built up quite yet. Retail follows housing. So once there's a certain amount of housing that is built up, there's a certain amount of population, then the retail follows. Let's just take, for example, we came out of a crash. Some of these areas were stunted in growth. People, new developers came in, bought it up, and started rebuilding again, but the infrastructure still isn't around some of these areas. It is kind of, but in a lot of cases, it's not. Are these areas that you would recommend people staying away from? Is it something that maybe is a good investment, has a a higher possibility of return in the future, compared, once again, to a home in an area that's been established for 20 years? Honestly, Ryan, it just depends. Everyone's situation is a little bit different. I know there's a lot of folks who have second homes or are are retired who prefer being further out from the city center because they don't like the hustle and bustle and their money goes a lot further. Um, Now for others, they want to be within a certain proximity or a certain drive away from from their work and from home. So in those instances, the more centrally located homes may be more of value to that specific individual. Okay, so let's um, paint a picture of a value heat map, let's say. Uh, let's start in Scottsdale, Arizona, where a majority of the homes are going to run between four dollars and $600,000. I mean, obviously in these areas, Scottsdale, you can spend millions of dollars in homes, but we're talking a majority of the homes fall in that range. Yes, and just so for our listeners, we're just focusing on homes, you know, average size home, 1,800 to 2,200 square feet. Okay. 
So we'll just kind of move farther out from uh, the top out. It's like I said, a value heat map. Uh, so for example, Tempe, uh, a majority of those homes falling in the three to $450,000 range. We move on to Chandler, we go from three to 400,000. Gilbert, Arizona runs in the majority 260 to 400K. We keep going farther out now, Queen Creek, Arizona in the southeast part of the valley. Uh, majority of those homes running between 280,000 and 350,000. And of course, uh, the outer lying area, Santan Valley, down in the southeast corner, um, you can get a home in there ranging from 200 to 300,000 in the majority of, of properties sold. Yeah, right. I think that's a perfect uh, illustration of does location matter? And it really does. What you could also maybe make the argument that some of those outer lying areas, uh, you do get uh, more bang for your buck as far as the house goes, not the location. But Correct. as the location improves around that house, could be very fruitful for people. You hear about a lot of people that they look to invest in those areas for that reason. Sure. No, that that you're absolutely correct. It, it, people do invest in an area that they feel is going to mature and grow. And as the city matures, more amenities will come in, such as for Santan Valley and this portion of Pinal County that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. The proposed freeway that's eventually supposed to work its way down here. Right. Once that does occur then yes, I think you can see value steadily increasing because now it is not such a drive going into town. And in comparison to a house located more urban in the center of things, well-established, really the reason these values go up over time is because of the market. Yeah, the the demand is there. Right, where the outer line, it can also be affected by the market, but as well as the growth that ends up growing around them or along with them. Correct. Let's talk about HOAs. HOAs are found all over the United States and many metroplexes. Do you find them here in Phoenix? You do, and you I would say that you probably find them more often than not. It's really dependent on when was the home built. What I usually tell folks and my clients is... In the 80s, that's kind of when the market started shifting towards HOAs. Yeah, I, I blame Van Halen. <laughs> Fair enough. So definitely older neighborhoods. So anything that's built in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Also in areas that we call unincorporated, or you'll hear the term county island. Okay. In those areas, they, you will typically not find HOAs. And then, of course, when you go out to the outskirt areas, what we consider more horse property, things of that nature, majority of those homes do not have HOAs as well. Will you ever find equestrian properties that support an HOA? You do. Actually, there are a handful in Gilbert and as well as in Queen Creek where there are HOAs and equestrian facilities do exist or horses are allowed on the property. HOA stands for Homeowners Association, for those that are unaware. What do you say to those people when you're describing what the purpose of an HOA is? The purpose of an HOA is to just create some baseline rules for the whole entire community. They're really trying to protect values and keep the neighborhood at a certain level. So they do this uh, through rules. When you buy a home, you'll have the ability to review what we call CC&Rs covenants, conditions, and restrictions. And these are just, 
things that you can and can't do uh, to help maintain the integrity of the neighborhood as well as the values of the homes. Correct. The HOAs are there to help cover community grounds. Some will also cover roads and gates, especially if you're in a gated community, more than likely the roads are privatized. Yeah, so depending on the amenities a neighborhood has to offer, that will kind of determine how much you end up paying. Absolutely. So what kind of rules are we looking at? A lot of people don't like rules. They, they don't like to be told what they can and can't do. And HOA and the CCRs, they tell you the do's and the don'ts. What are some common don'ts? Maybe you want to paint your house pink, but your homeowners association will not allow it because it's not in that approved color selection where you can paint your house pink. In that instance, as the homeowner, you may be ticked off because you can't. It may not even be that you can't sell your pink house because you could possibly find a handful of buyers that were looking for a pink house. But your neighbor won't see it that way because it may prevent him from selling his house because most of those people don't want to live next to a pink house. That's correct. Can I park my RV if I have an RV gator on the side of my house? And in most HOAs, the answer is no. You can't have anything that can be seen from the street. So basically above your fence line. Well, that's the thing. And a lot of listings, it'll feature an RV gate. And that can be misleading. Really, what they're featuring is the width of the gate that you can drive through from 8 to 12 feet wide. Correct. Which a car can easily fit through or a boat or any type of trailer. So the HOA, they're really there to help people. They're really there to maintain the values, uh, create stability, um, and obviously keep these neighborhoods looking as beautiful as they were the day that they were created. Yes. Okay, let's talk about property taxes. What's your overall perception of property taxes in Arizona? Overall, our property taxes are lower on average versus other states. It actually, you know, I'll give you a great example, Ryan. I just recently spoke with a client who's moving to Chicago, and they've already started the process of looking at houses. And the first comment he made to me is like, Joseph, you would not believe how much property taxes are in the houses that we're looking at uh, in, in the Chicago area. And they're just seeing a big, big, big portion of that just go straight to property taxes, which means their buying power is becomes much more limited because of that. Yeah, because the lenders are calculating this into their payments. Yes, and, and so are the home buyers. Yeah, that that's the big thing. I mean, I can even think about my cal- my clients from California or or from the Seattle area or even from Texas, Florida. I mean, you pretty much name it. It seems like we have a good thing going when it comes to our private property taxes. How do property taxes affect the value of your home? I see a lot of people looking at assessed values on tax records. Is there any relationship between these? Well, let's get something clear, Ryan, um, and for our listeners. Assessed value is not market value. Assessed value is, is what the county uses to calculate what you should pay in property taxes. Yeah, they may go to Zillow and look at their estimate and, and try to see a comparison between the county's assessed value and the Zillow's estimate. They're not the same. What do you tell people when they come and they ask, do I go with the new home construction? Do I go with the resale? Are there pros and cons between these two? If you're on a tight timeline where you have to buy by a certain date or by a certain time frame, then more often than not, resale is going to be, is going to be the path that you, you're going to choose. Um, there are times where home builders 
will build homes, what we call spec homes or speculative homes, which are homes that the home builder has built uh, to try to meet that demand for folks who are trying to buy a home sooner than later and cannot wait for the whole entire process of start to finish. Right, which can be up to nine, ten months. Yes, in some instances it can be up to nine to nine, nine to ten months. Now, obviously, with some of these spec homes, you don't have the the luxury and the opportunity to make all the selections. That right. That is one of the attractive things about buying a a new home is being able to make it your own and customize and personalize it to your taste. So, how well do they compete? A, a new home say a spec home in an area where you can pull comparables from multiple resales are they are they competitive with resale typically you are going to be paying a premium for a, a, a new build the reason why is you're getting something new so they're, they're always going to charge a little bit more things start to break down right around 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. that's when the water heaters start going out that's when the ac units start going out so when you buy a brand new house, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff for at least a good 10 to 15 years. Right. A lot of times these neighborhoods, they're not built out. They usually go in phases. You have empty lots next to you. You have construction going on for quite some time. Also, another con is the lot sizes on these homes seem to be getting smaller and smaller. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe in the 70s and 80s, you would get a 7,000 or a 7,500 square foot lot. Let's say in the 90s and even the 2000s, you know, down to 6,500, 7,000. Now I'm hearing lot sizes that are even small as 5,000, 5,500 square feet for a single family detached product. You talk about lot size, how important is it, um, let's say in a resale situation? Obviously, when you buy your home and you get the larger lot, I mean, your property tax is going to be higher, but you need it. You want it. You have amenities. It's 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 a add to a great lifestyle. What does that mean in resale, or is is it even a an influencing factor? It is a big influencing factor, actually. The more expensive homes, they do market the fact that they are selling ten thousand square foot lots that equate to roughly a quarter acre. Um, that becomes much more desirable because we do spend a lot of time in Arizona outdoors and making our backyard into little oasis. Right. How about efficiency? A new home versus a resale. Is, are there advantages to purchasing a new home with in the line of thinking that my house is going to be much more efficient than one of those houses that we referred to back uh, in 1975? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think as a general rule, the homes have become much more energy efficient. A lot of builders are now going with like a wet blown-in cellulose uh, for insulation on the, on the sidewalls. Uh, radiant barrier usage has is, is gone up. There are a lot more options in terms of increasing your R value either in your walls or in your attic space to create a more energy efficient home. Low E windows for the most part are are pretty standard out here. So that's also improving the energy efficiency of the home as well. What are some of the popular home builders I'll find in Arizona? There's a lot. I mean, I I almost feel like everyone's in town. Um, This is one of the most competitive housing markets in the country so there are easily two dozen builders in town all competing each with each other all the way up from the starter homes all the way up to the luxury custom home builders companies like fulton homes lennar taylor morrison dr horton meritage david weekly homes toll brothers ashton woods a canadian company mm-hmm. 
uh, LGI Homes, KB Homes, Mary Kay, which is another local builder, Pulte Homes. Mattamy? Mattamy's another one. I mean, I almost kind of wish I had a little cheat sheet with the name of yeah, them all. Yeah, I've I mean, seen a list, and it, it's uh, pretty impressive. It is. 